0: Podcast.
1: Whenever you're ready, okay. Oh. All right, Adam. i do for a tenner. <laughs> All right, there, Bush. Um, All right? <laughs> are you okay? There's a thing that happens in the West Country. I know you're from you're from um, Eastbourne way, right? Yourself, aren't you? Richie? South Coast boy, yes. South Coast, yeah. I don't know if it's the same thing for you down there, but in Bristol or Devon. When you get men, certain men, even though they're quite big fellas, their voice is incredibly high-pitched. So you might have like a 19-stone uh, a taxi driver in central Bristol where you jump in the back of the car and goes, all right, there lads, where are you off to then? What are you going to be doing then? <laughs> even though they're absolutely gigantic. Is that a thing down there on the south coast as well? I
0: wouldn't have said so. I, I wouldn't have said that the south coasters have necessarily an accent.
1: I was going to say, what is the accent from your? Because you don't have, I would say, you don't have an accent.
0: No, just devoid of accents, just boring voice. Well, I feel
1: bad for you guys. You guys should
0: have an accent down there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wouldn't it be really exciting? Here's the thing, and we don't do this on today's podcast, listener, but um, (laughs) wouldn't it be great to invent a new accent?
1: Brand new accent, never previously Do you think that's possible? If you, if you had your eye on the other accents in the United Kingdom, being from the South Coast and you don't have an accent, what would you, was it anything you'd like to well, maybe I, I, combine if two? If I was or? to pick one, if I was to pick an accent. If you would have an accent, imagine a, a, a selection box of accents, what are you going for? I've always thought Brummies sound happy.
0: I'd they like do. to mix a Brummie and a Geordie. They're, I think they're two happy accents.
1: That is, that's very good. That's a very good point, actually. A Brody. A Brody yes. Or a Jummy. What's the name of the um, the guy that was really good at cycling? And he's from a Isle, the Isle of Man. They've got a really weird Manxian accent. Mark Cavendish. <laughs> he's a nice, and lovely chap. I interviewed him just during the Olympics thing. But their accents really weird. It's like they're they're from like the meanest streets of Manchester. Yeah, I wish yeah, that as well.
0: I wish we should do this on an upcoming show. We need to invent an accent. I don't know For how new it works. Accent. I don't know how it works, but you'll hear it one day. Absolute
2: Radio. They are for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is The Home time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
1: So started the show with a bit of a headline uh, I may have put something into a builder's hot drink that I shouldn't have allow me to clarify and explain what's been going on we've had builders over at the house today like doing stuff uh, and I, I'm not a monster I always offer a hot drink it's the right thing to do <laughs> uh, but both, both of them when we were stood out in the garden asked for tea with sugar mm. I was like yeah no problem uh, the first fella wanted uh, tea with two the other fella classic builder tea with three sugar Wow Three sugars I didn't even flinch I was like alright mate Fair enough <laughs> Went into the kitchen And then suddenly Had a bit of a panic attack We don't have any sugar In the house Do you have sugar In your house Yeah brown sugar For uh, me coffee That's about it Yeah, we don't don't even have brown sugar. So I was thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Managed to dig out a pack of caster sugar that we used for baking with the kids about two (laughs) or three weeks ago. Uh, And I ended up um, sticking caster sugar in there and then giving it to them and then stood looking out the back windows in the garden whilst they were drinking their teas. Just thinking, actually, is that the right thing to do? Is it okay to put caster sugar in someone's tea? They're still out there. They're all right. No one, they haven't keeled over or anything. <laughs> but I don't know whether I should have done that or not. Is that bad? I mean, it's kind of cooking sugar, right? But it raises the question, what even is castor sugar? Do you know what? I'm glad
0: you've just said that because I'm, I'm stood here thinking, what's the difference? Surely, is surely sugar is sugar. It's all sweet.
1: They want sweet stuff in their tea. You've put sweet stuff in there. What's wrong? Well, yeah. Why is castor sugar being invented? You know, like we could just use normal sugar in baking cakes and stuff like that but a little bit like the, uh, you know, the, the dairy market when there are too many different types of cream single cream double cream whipped cream clotted cream that kind of thing they've had to make a new is that what they've done they've added in an extra sugar just so that we spend more money on more kit. is that well, what look, it
0: is I think you've done the right thing here because here we are the final hour of the no repeat guarantee we have the, uh, the workforce of the UK the tradespeople of the UK still, still sit, sat listening to the radio they will be able to tell you whether what you've done is acceptable or not
1: Well, this is it. If if you're a builder, all right, if someone served you um, caster sugar in your tea... Would you, know, would you be able to know? Would you notice and be... Would you feel that someone's... I don't know. I feel like I'm experimenting with their health. It's, it's like The Sims. They're just out there getting on with the work. But, you know, they've got caster sugar in their system now. Uh, any clarification on this would be greatly appreciated. Howard's texted and said, Boys,
0: if my wife were home listening, she would undoubtedly text and tell you about the time that she put couscous in a tradesperson's tea by mistake. Uh, the gentleman drank half and left half. Never commented.
1: That's mad, isn't it? Like how far you'd go along the lines of being polite. You're drinking couscous in your tea. That's out of control. Uh, Love Machine on Twitter says they'll be slagging you right off in the van when they leave. Like, will they? No, that's why I don't understand. And Emma Jones from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show here on Absolute Radio has just warned me on Twitter. This is her little thing. She says castor in place of gran- granulated is okay, but never the other way round. Do you hear me, Bush? Wow. Uh, Nigel in Bolton says, uh, I've been in the building game for 35 years. Any builder who's still there after 4pm is a rongan. Be He'd be very afraid. <laughs> That's a good, point. That's a good uh, point.
0: Rich says, years ago I gave carpet fitters a cup of coffee, which I never make. Uh, when he left, he noticed it on the side, untouched and stone cold and necked it. I can only assume oh. he tasted it, hated it, but felt bad for leaving it.
1: That's the thing. These two lads have knocked down this cup of tea each that's got, uh, in total, five spoonfuls of caster sugar in there. <laughs> it seems to have done the trick. They're working as hard as ever. Uh, Dean says, My wife, Shelley, offered some builders a coffee. Once in the kitchen, she realised she had used the last of the milk in our little lad's cereal. So what else could she do but use the leftover cereal milk in their coffee and take it to them? Oh! OMG.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, Gav is hanging on. Can you put Bush's mind at ease?
3: Well, you see... We had a customer who don't take sugar, and me and my nephew both take sugar. So she had to dig a... Uh, old, oh, sorry, excuse me. Trap uh, the old bag out the back of the cupboard. <laughs> and uh, we've been having that for the last uh, few days, but um, we've had to take it in our own hands and get a bag of Tate and Lyle, I'm afraid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so what well, what do you guys do what are builders right you're working yeah, in this yeah, customer's builder, house yeah. is that right
3: yeah 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 he makes terrible tea and, and the lady makes brilliant tea so we all peas on shifts and not in when we get there <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what you're saying if i unless i've heard this wrong is Um, you know whether it's a bad tea or not, but you basically just don't say but because you were on the job for such a long time you had to take action into your own hands and you
3: just went and got it back. You never yeah, you never insult the customer's tea, otherwise, you know, you're never gonna get another one, are you?
0: So the people out in Bush's garden do know that that didn't taste right, but they're just being polite. Correct. Correct.
1: Do you what the worst thing is one of them's got a chainsaw.
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, he might be knocking you up a stump now as we speak in the garden while he's going to go chop your leg off.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. What, what a cracking into the course. Thanks very much for that, Gav. <laughs> right, Absolute radio.
2: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
1: This is Hometime on Absolute Radio, the only radio station giving you a chance to win £120,000, and Richie and I are going to pay it out on this show on Friday.
0: Ah, uh, yes, now on that, uh, speculated about a wind turbine if you won earlier on. Someone's texted saying, We looked into wind turbines. Yes, they're cheap to get, but costs about £10,000 to get it all connected. So, not quite the Ooh. bargain we thought it
1: was, Bush. God, you know that old phrase, it'll start paying for itself. I think it might take 30
0: years.
1: (laughs) Having said
0: that, having said that, if the weather stays like it is today, maybe it'll pay itself off quicker than that. And on the weather today, we have been hearing from a lot of you eager beavers throughout the day today regarding the Big Coat
1: Protocol. That's the thing, isn't it? A lot of people asking for clarification. First of all, obviously, Richie and I, at the Time Show on Absolute Radio, the first port, of call for uh, getting information and updates as to whether uh, we do press that button and make people wear their big coats. They've got to bring them out of uh, storage or whatever. Uh, Maybe you've got a fantastic big coat and you're quite desperate to just show it off and show it off to people, but... Not quite yet. Don't you reckon, Richie? Not quite yet.
0: We're we're pretty steadfast on this one. Let's remember, it's it's not yet the August bank holiday. The kids aren't back at school yet. It would be reckless to invoke the big coat protocol this early. So we understand your concern and your inquiries,
1: but please... Although Steve has tweeted us a photo of his kind of cagoule. He says, first time wearing this bad boy since February. Maybe we could compromise and and enact the thin coat protocol.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Radio.
2: The Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them
1: talking. Uh, so this morning I spent two hours on the phone uh, trying to renew our car insurance. I genuinely believe that doing that is the worst thing about adulting. <laughs> you know, like of all the tasks, of all the things you have to do as a grown-up, I think... Trying to renew your car insurance is the worst. I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue about cars. Never been interested in cars. Don't know anything about cars. I don't know what my no claims bonus is. I haven't got a clue. They are asking me what type of a mobiliser I've got. It sounds like someone, um, like a medical condition. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> So it begs the question, I thought, let's just get this out in the open. What grown-up thing do you hate doing the most out of all of the grown-up tasks? For me, it's renewing your flipping car insurance. Do you know what? I've I've always thought that birthdays,
0: actually, are one of the worst things about adulting because it's, it's also something that exists as a child. But when you get to an adult, they're just so different. Like as a kid, you get the great presents but you also don't have to buy presents for others, suddenly, as an adult, you're buying presents for everyone, often, sometimes, not people that you're really wanting to buy presents for, yet you don't want reminding about
1: your own own birthday. That's a good point. There's no, you know, sitting upstairs in your own roped-off bit of Wimpy or McDonald's that's shaped like a boat or going to watch Labyrinth at the cinema. after. And also, I've never signed up for this thing where, when did this happen where it's your birthday so you've got to bring in flipping flapjacks for everybody else? What's all that about? (laughs) Yeah. What What is all that about? But like, you know, just get it off your chest if there's a bit about being an adult that winds you up. Now is the time to just tell everyone about it. This is a really weird one that's coming on Twitter. Stuart says, for him, the worst thing about adulting is filling up the car with fuel. Hey! And another fella called Matt replies to him saying, yeah, I get proper moody when it's time to fill up. What is all that about?
0: I mean, that's, that's a task that's getting easier these days. With pay a pump, it barely takes the duration of a song.
1: And also, you get to jump out of the car for a bit, stretch your legs, yeah. you get that nice fuel smell that everybody loves, and, you know, at best, you might get yourself a free Kit Kat when you're paying at the till. I don't understand what the big problem is, but each to their own, each to their own. The driver's tax, the free Kit Kat. So, look, yes, what is that worst
0: task about adulting? Let's, let's put the list together.
2: The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
4: Absolute radio.
1: What grown-up thing
0: do you hate doing the most? Similar vibes from Anna, who's saying changing utility provider. It's always a nightmare. I'd agree with that. That Uh, And Tom is putting forward uh, pulling uh, pulling the washing-up food dregs from the sink plug hole. That is another task that kids just don't see that? that.
1: It's just us adults, and it's awful. A fistful of wet, milk-sodden Cheerios. (laughs) What a cracking way to start the day. Uh, Lynn says, for her, it's try not to laugh when someone trumps in her Pilates class. (laughs) Which I wasn't expecting, to be honest with you, but fair play. That's a good point. As an adult, you're not allowed to laugh at that. And Kerry says, and I get with this, having to decide what is for dinner for the household every damn day, let alone cooking it or doing the food shop in the first place, every day until I die.
0: Uh, Alan says, worst thing about adulthood, walking the dog three times a day that the kids promise to walk as a condition of buying the dog.
1: Ouch, that is a nightmare. Shane says, no one asking me what my favourite dinosaur is. That's the worst part of being an adult. It's a good point. I mean, just, just as an aside, it would be nice to know everyone's favourite dinosaur. 8, 12, 15. Uh, I'm going to go Diplodocus. Richie, favourite dinosaur? Triceratops. Very good. Good choice. Classic choice. Our very own Ross Buchanan here from Absolute Radio has suggested paying parking fines. And uh, uh, Margate Jack was replied to him on Twitter saying, what really annoys me is that you have to add your parking fine to your basket when paying for them online, as if you're going out shopping <laughs> or browsing. That's a wind-up, isn't
0: it? Uh, Kev's hanging on. What is it for you, Kev? worst well, thing is when you finally get through after being on hold to the bank or to your mobile
3: provider and you forget all your security details. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is we You get to a certain point in life where the longer you're on this planet, the more stupid little codes and passwords you accrue. And it, it gets Correct. quite stressful, doesn't you it? Can,
4: you can, ne- can never remember
3: which one you've used before or which one you've yeah, it's uh, a bane of my life,
0: I'm afraid.
1: And then you have to try and argue you are, you are who you actually are. You have this kind of yeah. existential <laughs> dilemma or crisis that maybe you aren't you. Do you know what I mean?
0: I've got the stress yeah. bubbling up inside me
1: right now and I'm not even being asked the question. <laughs> the Hometown Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
4: Absolute Radio.
1: Uh, Harris says jury duty. Now I'm going to disagree with this one because a very close friend of mine has just been asked to do his second stint of jury duty. And being someone like me who loves true crime programs, <laughs> I would absolutely love that. I'd, that'd be amazing. So uh, I don't know about jury duty. I think that would be one of the bonuses of being a grown-up.
0: I just need to clarify whether I still get paid. That that would be my question that on a good that one. Point. Yeah, do you get uh, Dermot says nasal hair. Quite simply, have to agree with that one. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Gina uh, says the worst thing about being an adult knowing that if you try to do a cartwheel you'd probably end up breaking both wrists
1: honestly i reckon i'd die if i did a cartwheel i think i would die uh, and jenny says the worst thing about being a grown-up regular female bits checkups. no question as a fella we'll just say we, we honestly we don't know how lucky we are not having to go for all that kind of stuff that the girls do as well
0: ian tell us for you uh yeah i just put it uh, basically that uh, when your kid uh, borrows a book from the
3: library and then it's not taken back and then you, f- you get a letter through your letterbox three weeks later saying uh, you've been fined 30 quid for a book. not <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> What the hell is this?
1: <laughs> Do you know the weird thing is, right, our eldest daughter had this situation uh, with Leon C Library about two months ago. And I genuinely I had to go in there and pay like a 15 to 20 quid fine. I couldn't believe it. Have they got like, higher <laughs> library fines in recent years? Cause I never remember them being that bad.
0: It's just like you just get walloped between the eyes with this fine, and you're just like, what is this, you know? Ian, can you remember what the book was? Was it a good one? Uh, I think it was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think, something like
1: that. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Well, kind of worth it it's not a bad book, but still, that's a hell of a fine.
2: It's, it's, it's too much. <laughs> the Hometown Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
4: Absolute Radio.
0: 100 balls inside a wooden tombola that has been spray painted gold and has the faces of Bush and I on it. Yes, that really is uh, what the final hour of a Tuesday show rests upon. Um, it's sat behind me right now, which is uh, not the most convenient place for it to be, but uh, at least you know this is live. I'll
1: give it a spin. We don't know what we're going to get. We don't know what we're going to get. We don't know what phoning topic it's going to be, folks. Could be right. anything.
0: Uh, delve in, and we'll find out what we're all talking about for the last hour of the show. It is... It's ball number 26, which Uh relates to this topic, which quite simply says, out of my depth. Out of my depth. So, Hmm. that's either a swimming trip and you dived in at the wrong end or most likely I would suggest it's where you're suddenly in a situation where you realised you were spectacularly out of your depth.
1: Well, we want to keep both options open. If you've got a cracking <laughs> swimming story, then get involved. I mean, I, I remember having to wear me pajamas and jump in and save a heavy rubber brick back in the day in the eighties, <laughs> and I did have a little panic attack actually. So it would probably be that one out of my depth in terms of swimming. I think when we when we wrote that down as a topic, it
0: might not have been the swimming stuff that we were anticipating. But if you, like Bush says, if it's a swimming story, then go for it. But if there was a situation in life where you found yourself spectacularly out of your depth, maybe yeah. you. Were excelled or maybe it absolutely tanked that's what we want to know about 81215 for your texts tweet us at absolute radio ball 26 out of my depth absolute radio <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, It's made me reflect about a situation Uh, many, many years ago. I've got two younger brothers, uh, three and six years younger than me, and my youngest of brothers. um, I've always loved me football, we've always loved our football, and I can remember offering to uh, take take his football team for a match, take charge of them, coach them for a match, thinking that I had it in me. Oh, my goodness, this is one of the most embarrassing experiences ever. I tried to employ a double-diamond formation in a 10-year-old's football team. (laughs) They got absolutely walloped and when they went five goals down, I remember trying to shout something encouraging and the captain actually, a a 10-year-old, turning around and swearing at me. And that's that's when I realised that I had no business in doing this whatsoever.
1: Were you quite calm and collected on the sideline, or were you kind of um, like an Italian manager, like losing it on, on the touchline there? What was your kind of style?
0: Oh, the inner Italian, losing it a little bit and realising once again, they're 10-year-olds. So I really should not be shouting at these people. <laughs>
1: Uh, Luton Lad says on Twitter, Guys, it happened at my local pub last year. I was with my friends and it was karaoke night. I'd been bragging for ages that I could do a brilliant Elvis. I was a little bit drunk. Did my song and then crickets croaked, followed by my friends falling about laughing. I was way, way out of my depth. It was a bad Elvis.
0: (laughs) Uh, Corinna, what happened to you when you were out of
1: your depth? Right, so I went to
4: watch uh, somebody doing a parachute display and they put a tarpaulin at the back of my car and said, Smithy will be there. He'll put it out, but just in case he doesn't arrive, you need to face it into the wind. Make a cross on the ground, face it into the wind.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So we, we get there. It's just kind of smithy, and I'm kind of listening around, and I'm like, do you know what? And then I hear he's stuck in traffic. So me and my friend roll up a couple of rollies. Yeah, it's not a care in the world. Wander across the field, and I'm going to listen, listen. Like, apparently... We've got to get an arrow. We've got to face it somehow into the wind. So we're throwing grass up in the yeah, like this. And quite happily, smoking our own leaves and then suddenly over the tannoy I hear and the ground crew has arrived for the skydiving team and, and I'm like, oh, put your cigarette out!
0: Wow! <laughs> Someone is jumping out of a
4: plane and they're jumping out of a plane and we were on the bottom we got it we got it right in our defense but we were throwing grass up in the air to see which way the wind blew. That Please
1: tell cool. us though that the, the tarpaulin is not for catching people that would be awful. That, surely no. that's not involved in the uh, in, uh, no. no. parachute so
4: you, you do you do just
1: make a cross out of it pointing
4: in the direction that they're supposed to be going in I think.
0: Well, look, let's be optimistic about this. You were way out of your depth, but you pulled it off.
1: Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Absolute Radio.
2: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
1: Ball number 26 has come out We're after your stories of being out of your depth. And they've been coming in, and
0: what it has shown us is you lot are a load of blaggers, because you've been out of your depth <laughs> many times, uh, but you've run with it. Like this from James in Hampshire. My first job after my MBA was as a project manager on a construction project in Dubai. I'd never Ooh. been near a construction site in my life, but I had to improve the delivery of an entire phase of a project. I remember asking. What a rebar meant, amongst many other super basic things. Most vivid memory was staring into a gigantic 500 by 200 metre pit, which would eventually have to be an underground car park and a collection of buildings on the surface level. I was completely and utterly
1: lost. Do you know what? Whenever you walk past the building sites, loads of building work going on at the moment in central London and everything. There's always like loads of builders and stuff there, and then there's always someone who looks like they're doing work experience in a suit with a hard helmet on and a high vis vest who looks like they're slightly bricking it. I think that's the scenario. Turns out that, that was James. On. Sounds like that's him. Russell says, I was out of my depth when at 14 years old I decided to join the expert ski group on a school trip. (laughs) Having never skied in my life, I failed to parallel stop and ploughed into our instructor, nearly breaking both her legs. Back to the beginners group for me, says Russell. Oh. Oh, Russell. And then this in from Dave Francis in Worcester says, Boys, I was a barman at the officer's mess when I was at university. The boss didn't particularly like me. And when they were short for serving, I was told silver service was easy and to just get on with it. He stitched me up and gave me the top table. And then I promptly draped the dignitaries in roast (laughs) beef and gravy while spectacularly missing the plate.
0: (laughs) Am I imagining things? Did you do silver service?
1: I was a silver service waiter in Devon in my formative years and it's the scariest thing in the world. You've got a plate uh, the size of a, of a dinner lady's arm and then a fork and a spoon and you've got to scoop out like salmon uh, steaks over someone's left shoulder as you're serving them. It's terrifying. Do
0: you think you've still got it in you? I'd love you to wait on me one day.
1: Well, if I lose the next uh, pub grub challenge, I probably will be, mate. <laughs>
2: Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them
0: talking. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about uh, inventing an accent. Uh, you should see the face of our producer right now who has many misgivings about inventing accents.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I, I would say, and this is, a, I'm not, I'm not going to go any further than this one statement, sadly, the, the market for the international accent comedy patter it's dried up you can't do it anymore it may not be
0: happening so I hope you enjoyed the chat at the beginning of the podcast um, inventing an accent it might not be a starter
1: and unfortunately Richie's comedy character Herman Z. German uh, I'm <laughs> afraid he's off this evening do apologise <laughs> till further notice
2: hence when's the hometown show the boys have left the studio but let me be your guarantor that hometown will be back for more. Push and Ritchie on the radio. They'll be back again tomorrow. Phantom music, interview. Subscribe, rate, leave, review.